Entrepreneur on Fire 457. Failures, aha moments, I've made it moments, and the lightning round, seven days a week. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. What I love about audiobooks.com is their free sampling. You can preview as many books as you like before you even sign up. Get started today with a free book by going to audiobooks.com slash fire. Ready for a little call routing and voicemail transcription services in your life? Go to evoice.com and get $5 off every month for life when you enter promo code FIRE. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Andy Traub. Andy, are you prepared to ignite? I am, Your Honor. <laughs> oh, Love it. For the last five years, Andy has been taking permission instead of asking for it and has finally started to pay off. Today, he runs a successful self-publishing consulting business and produces several of his own books each year. I've given our listeners just a little overview, Andy. So take a minute and tell us about you personally because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. Well, thanks for having me on, my friend. Yeah. Uh, I am a... Uh, unknown person to most people listening, which is sort of exciting to me because most of us feel unknown. And uh, so I'll give you a, a little, just sort of quick stats. I'm happily married for the last eight years uh, to my wife, Sarah. We have three kids under six years old. So I am constantly bored out of my mind <laughs> and sleep like a baby every night. Um, and hate and, sarcasm. And I, and I despise sarcasm um, <laughs> down to the marrow of my bone. And, uh, and I'm always very serious. So, um, yeah. And so, and then professionally, uh, yeah, I've been self-employed for five years and my favorite word of your intro was finally, because it has taken me five years to finally feel like I know what I'm doing. Well, I love when persistence is one of the major themes of our interviews and it so often is because successful entrepreneurs all have that trait. They're persistent and then it does pay off. So we're going to dive into that, Andy, and a lot more about your journey as an entrepreneur in a little bit. But before we do, we start every Entrepreneur on Fire interview off with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. Well, the success quote is on a post-it note on my desk on a piece of iron, which is very heavy if you don't know that. (laughs) And it is, your best friends tell you the most truth. And it's based on a a verse in the Bible. It talks about iron sharpening iron. Uh, And so I have a lot of mostly men in my life that tell me the truth. And they're my best friends and they make me a better person. And so whether it's your spouse uh, who can make you mad sometimes because they tell you the truth or entrepreneurs that I know in my life like Dan Miller, Cliff Ravenscraft, Jeff Goins, Johnny Cuff, Hyatt, people like that, that they're my friends because they tell me the most truth. And so I would encourage people to find the people that will tell you the most truth and they will become your best friends. Can you give us an example, Andy, of a time that one of your best friends told you the truth and you know maybe it hurt a little bit, but it made you a better entrepreneur? Absolutely. Well, Jeff, Jeff Goins and I have become much better friends in the last um, year or two. And uh, I don't know if he knows how to not tell me the truth. As I was launching uh, something a few months ago, and he basically said, you know, why are you wussing out on this? Like, why are you kind of 
going at it 50%, you know, and uh, I needed to hear that. And so Jeff has no problem telling me the truth, which is why he's one of my best friends. Love that. And Andy, what I want to do now is focus on your entrepreneurial journey because it has been a long one and you have had some successes. You've had some aha moments. But what I want to focus on now is a failure or a major obstacle that you faced. Can you really take it down to the ground level and tell us a story? Because we love stories here. This is a major problem with talking to successful people is the people listening going, oh, if I could only have that. But you only notice successful people when they're successful right? And, and you want that and you, you forget that. I like to say that um, God takes crap and he makes it fertilizer, <laughs> right? I mean, it's, it is. It's, uh, if, if it's just a big pile of crap of failure, then yeah, it stinks and it's horrible. But if you use it to fertilize your growth, same stuff, but you either look at it like it's crap or you look at it like fertilizer. So here's a fertilizer story yes. for you uh, or a crap story, whichever you want to call it. Um, and, and so here's a major failure ad. I launched a membership site, and I don't know how long ago it was because God has allowed me to forget most of it. But <laughs> I got like seven people to sign up. I had no content creation strategy plan, uh, and it just fizzled out. And I had to explain to these people who had put a lot of trust in me and some money that I was canceling it for no other reason than it was a failure. And so I didn't collaborate with anyone. That was a failure. I didn't have a, a good plan, a detailed plan. That was a failure. I didn't over-deliver. Uh, I way under-delivered. Uh, and then I was doing something because other people were doing it, not because I was going to be good at it. So that's a failure uh, that that hurt in a lot of different ways, but I learned from it. So you just gave us a lot of gold nuggets about why it did fail and things you would do differently. Can you just share with us one clear takeaway that you would love for Fire Nation to walk away from, from that entire experience? Yeah, you should always know more than your customers on what you're going to deliver. And so you can build in, as Michael Hyatt says, the wow factor in the beginning. And so I didn't have a content creation plan. I didn't say, okay, this month I'm going to put out this much content and I'm going to send all these people a book from Amazon to wow them. It's not, I'm not going to promise it. I'm going to over-deliver in that. And so you can build in, like a lot of people think... Um, uh, it ruins sort of the romance if you like plan a date with your wife. You know, like it's like, well, that's not very romantic. You know, it's like, well, well, it does, it's not about being romantic. It's about being consistent and, and showing someone that you care about them. And so with your customers, uh, you might think it's not very fun or sexy or exciting to plan things out like that. But it's not fun, sexy or exciting for you to do it. But for your customers, they love it. They love that they know what's coming down the pipe. They, they love being surprised um, you know, but surprising people takes planning, which a lot of people just don't think about. So have you since launched a successful membership site? Have you had Stu McLaren on the show? Yes. Wishlist okay. member. Love him. Genius. Genius. Yes. So one of the things he talked about at the platform conference and actually got his permission to use this illustration in, on my site when I write a post about it, but there's different kinds of membership sites. Uh, and I would say I have created a successful modular course that it's sort of somewhere between a publisher model and a modular. A modular is that it's set and you're done. Publisher is you keep going. So mine's somewhere in between those. So the answer to your question is, yes, I have. And we'll talk about this a little later in the show. I am on the edge of launching a more publisher model, which is, as the name sounds, is an ongoing, continuous, there is no end promised. Uh, it's really just you join the club and you're in it. 
um, until it's closed. I, I am on the edge of launching one of those um, that I, in 2014, which is the thing I'm most excited about. So let's focus then on the first modular membership that you talked about and kind of take us through your launch sequence and some takeaways that you implemented this time around that were the reasons why you failed the first time around. So the one that I launched with some success in 2013, and I'm going to make it even better in 2014, is it's called TheSelfPublishingSystem.com. And essentially, I created this book, this Early to Rise Experience book, and I, I, it blew up. I made like 40 grand this year from an ebook. And that's ridiculous. Like, I don't know if there's some people that think that's not a lot of money, but like, to me, that's not a lot of money. That's a lot, a lot of money. You know, uh, I, I didn't make 25,000 business. And this year I made $40,000 from a digital file. So it was in a response to uh, a felt need. That was a big thing. So Andy, let's go ahead and move to the other end of the spectrum now, which is the aha moment, the light bulb moments that you've had throughout your journey, because we all have failures and we learn from them. And then we also have these aha moments in these light bulbs that go off, some of which turn into success, some of which don't. So tell us a story of one of those that did turn into success. And most importantly, the steps you took after that aha moment, that is the reason it was successful. All right, so I had been working with a guy named Andy Andrews. He sold like tens of millions yeah. of books, literally. Um, and I was hosting his podcast. And I wanted 30 days of encouraging emails to send out to people to help them build the habit of rising early. And I asked them, which I don't often ask. I usually just go do stuff. But I said, hey, do you think you guys would be interested in doing that? And they said, it's a great idea. Why don't you do it? And so I did. And in one week, we got about 500 people signed up through the podcast to go through this 30 days of emails. But then I was going through Jeff Goins' Tribe Writers course. I was helping him with that. And I thought, I want to write a book, but I don't want to sit down and like write 250 pages about one subject. I don't have the attention span for that. And I like audio, so I'll make every page have a link to me reading that page or that day's. And I think email is awesome. And so when you bought the book, you also got 30 days of email. And so the aha moment was, um, I can build in audio and email and use content that I've already used to make this book. And uh, I took permission and, and made the Amazon system work for me so that about 25% of my buyers from Amazon, I get their email address. And uh, I did all that by sort of taking permission uh, to build the book the way I wanted to build it. That's one of the major lessons I learned as an officer in the army was it's much better to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission because we would never really get things done if we always seemed to ask for permission for us. We just went out, did what we knew had to be done, and then asked for forgiveness afterwards if things didn't quite turn out all right. So I think that's a great takeaway. And Andy, if you could just share one takeaway that you learned from that whole experience, that aha moment that you had and the steps you took, what would that be? Well, and I do want to clarify, I think your that law is true in every place other than your marriage. <laughs> do not encourage people to Great point. go do something and then say, well, I was, I'll just ask for permission. Not a good idea. <laughs> Great point. Uh, not good communication. Um, so a takeaway from that about taking the permission was if you have an idea, be willing to, if it's that good of an idea, be willing to do it yourself. So I went to Andy Andrews' team and said, hey, you guys should do this and said, well, why don't you do it? And so many people have ideas for other people. And if it's that good of an idea, you should be willing to do it yourself. So Andy, can you share with us your proudest moment thus far as an entrepreneur? Can you tell us that story? My proudest moment 
is, is very thankfully it's replicated often. Uh, and that is when my wife says something positive about me and my work in front of my kids. Like daddy works really hard for you or I'm really proud of what your dad is doing or you have that because your dad works hard. Um, you know, when I see my family recognize um, or I'm saying prayers with my kids at night and my son, who's the, the oldest, he's five and three quarters in our household. It's everything's in quarters and halves and such. But, uh, you know, <laughs> he'll say, you know, God, thank you for uh, helping my daddy write that book. Oh. You know, and that, that, again, because I don't know, you know, there's people that have been on your show that are multi-bazillionaires. You know, I was like a 20,000 heir my first year, which is not a right, it's not an accurate term at all. But you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I didn't make very much money. So this has been a big shift in my family. And so the proudest moment is the ongoing one where my wife doesn't worry about money um, and um, and my kids are proud of their dad. Like, that's that's better than any number of zeros you could put on a check to me, you know? I love that mentality and I loved that mind shift. And if you could just talk about the culmination of one I've made a moment that you've had, if you've had one yet in your entrepreneurial journey, what would that I've made a moment be? I think an I made a moment is when I asked for people to endorse the print version of my book. When I went from reading Michael Hyatt's blog to asking for endorsement from reading Andy Andrews, Andy Andrews books or John Acuff's books or paying to attend events and then they're endorsing my book. You know, that's, um, that to me is like, wow, like look at all these people's names. I don't, I don't have to buy their book. They, they put their name on my book, you know, and that's, uh, that's, a big, um, that's a big switch for me. That's huge. And one thing that we're talking about here a lot, Andy, is the journey. And your journey took five years of a lot of struggles and a lot of difficult times and a lot of failures and challenges and obstacles. Can you talk to Fire Nation about the roller coaster ride that we're on here as entrepreneurs, how you keep it all together, and some advice you can share? Well, I would just say you have to consider what you signed up for, right? You signed up for a roller coaster. Like, there's a amusement park near Cincinnati called um, King's Island. And I went to it when I was a kid and there's a wooden roller coaster there. I think it still exists called The Beast. <laughs> you know, nobody gets on The Beast and then three minutes later says, what just happened? No, they were waiting for three hours in line <laughs> to get their minds blown. And so I just don't have much patience for people that go, wow, this is really, really hard. Like, duh, you signed up for it. You waited in line for it. And um, I would just say it's supposed to be hard. Like it's supposed to be hard. And again, that's the problem with, not the problem with your show. Your show, I hope, is very encouraging to people. But if you just say, wow, I'm not this, I'm not that. Well, no, duh. You haven't been doing it for five years. Or, you know, I mean, those heroes are your heroes because, again, they went through a lot of crap that they used as fertilizer that grew them to be the person they are today. So, um, I just want people to know and remember that the hard is part of the journey. Like you can't take that out. So Andy, if you had an entrepreneur walk up to you and say, Andy, I know what I signed up for. I knew this was going to be so incredibly hard and I'm prepared for it and I'm focused. But man, it is tough for me to go day to day with these major swings. One day I'm on cloud nine, the next sure. day I'm in the dumps. What would you say to that person? 
Well, I think that, and I wrote a post about this today. I said, and when you make your goals, don't make this the first thing or the last thing, and that's money. And so if you make money the first thing, um, then you'll work with the wrong people. If you make it the last thing, you'll work with the wrong people. And so what I would say is um, you have to get your worth and your health from someplace other than um, your income and what you do most of the day. Now, I get, a, I get a lot of my meaning from my work. Like I, could, I took four days off over Thanksgiving and it was hard, <laughs> John. I mean, it was hard. Right. Because I was like, I want to go back to work. Like, <laughs> I love you, kids. I want to get, I want to work. You know, I love you, honey. So great. Great. More turkey. I want to go work, you know? Uh, but um, I think if, if your work, if you are defined by the zeros uh, or your Twitter followers or visits to your site, then um, yeah, it's, it's going to be up and down, you know? Uh, but if, if you know that you're loved when you go home now, no matter what, which I am, uh, and I know that, um, you know, God made me and he doesn't make mistakes. And so I'm a, I'm, I have worth, even if I don't have as many f- listeners as you do, John, I don't, but, uh, it's not a comparison game. You know, the only thing I have to do is be best I can be. And, uh, that's the only thing I'm really good at is being me. And I'm not even that great at that sometimes. Well, I personally really wish that I had the post that you wrote today to guide me when I first started. I will say I stumbled luckily onto that methodology because I did know one thing that when I launched Entrepreneur on Fire, I was not willing or interested in turning on any kind of an income stream. And I didn't for six months purposely because I didn't want to go after that type of person that you were talking about, that type of audience. But then at the six month mark, I did turn it on and I started seeing some pretty solid results pretty Mm -hmm. quickly. And again, I stumbled onto that, Andy. I wish I had had the article like you wrote to really give me clarification as to why I was doing this instead of just luckily stumbling into this methodology because Fire Nation, it does work. And I'm excited now to go read that post of Andy's because I know it's going to give me even further clarification as I move forward. And Andy, speaking of moving forward, let's bring things to present times, to today, because you have a lot of exciting things going on. Uh, I would really love for you to take a couple minutes here and just really share with Fire Nation a couple things that are exciting you today. Well, what I'm really excited about is looking back at 2013 with not very much regret. I read this book called One Word, and it's a basically, I love it. It's like you can't get more simple than one word. You know, there's all these goals. You can create these goal-setting systems, and this one's like, screw it. Just come up with one word, you know, like, Maybe next year it's like the vowel or something like that. But for now, the, the smallest you can get is one word. And it was this idea of picking one word to define and guide you the whole year. Um, and mine was awesome. And so the thing I'm most excited about is it's at the end of the year and I don't have a lot of regrets because my guiding word for the year was awesome. I want to try to have an awesome marriage, be an awesome dad, do awesome work for my clients, work on awesome projects. And if it doesn't, if it's not awesome, I don't want to do it, Right. And so, number one, I don't have that many regrets for 2013, which is great. And then what I'm really excited about is that I'm excited about the friends I've made, the alliances that I have, because the, the partnerships that I have going in 2014, because when you get the right people on the bus and the wrong people off the bus, that bus can go anywhere and do almost anything. And so, over the last five years, that's what I've done. I've built these relationships to where I've got the right people on the bus and we could pretty much go do anything and be awesome at it. 
I love talking about the Jim Rohn quote that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And mm. your visualization of the bus is great. I mean, Fire Nation, imagine your bus right now of the people that you have on it. Imagine opening the back door and kind of shoving out the five or six <laughs> people that are really weighing your bus down and letting on five or six people that will really give energy and ignition mm. to that bus. Imagine what that would do for you in your life. So, John, you have this vibrant online community, and people are paying to be a part of it, correct? Yes. Okay. So, here's what they need to recognize is that the greatest, the greatest uh, benefit of that community is probably the greatest. I'll say it's not bad, but the greatest part of that community is not your content. It is the connections that people paid admission to be in the room, right? And, and, and so, what I would say is that people need to lean... Uh, more into the connections in that community than into the content because it's those connections, it's those alliances, uh, it's that truth because remember your best friends tell you the most truth. That's what's going to make or break your success, right? I mean, I hope people listen to this episode. I hope people listen to every one of your episodes going forward. But if they stopped listening and they started connecting with people more, I don't think you would be bothered by that as long as they stay in the community. Uh, And so I think one of the things that a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck in is that we take in too much content and we don't build enough community. And so I, I love your community, but I would just encourage and caution people, don't get stuck staring at the screen with 20 other people when you could turn off the screen, look at each other and say, hey, let's go make something awesome. Derek Sivers, who is an amazing entrepreneur and wrote a book called Anything You Want, he talks about, and he's got a post called, I'm Not Local, I think that's what it's called, but basically, he poured a year of his life, I think he lives in Singapore now, and he tried to be local. He got involved in local politics and local community, had local friends. And after a year, he just said, I, I'm not local. Like, I'm not a local guy. And I'm the same way. I live in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Yes, people actually live in South Dakota. <laughs> but I'm not a local guy. Like, I tried to be local, and it was just infuriating. It was so frustrating. Like, I'm very involved in my local church, and I do have friends here, but... I'm, I'm much more global. Like I have friends all over the world. And, and frankly, most of my friends live in the Nashville, Tennessee area. And so, but that's okay because I have the internet, right? And so I would just, I say that to encourage people that you don't have to be local. Where you live is not an excuse because if anybody has an excuse, it's this guy, right? It was negative 12 yesterday morning, right? Like, so don't <laughs> complain to me about where you live, okay? It's warm today because it's 25, you know what I'm saying? So... I, I hope that's an encouragement to people that, hey, Fire Nation, you're smart, you're in the right place, but don't get stuck listening to your earphones when you could be out there making awesome stuff. And it's true, Andy, and I agree with every single point you've made. And the community that you're specifically referring to is Fire Nation Elite, which is 100 members, each of whom pay a monthly recurring fee to be part of this mastermind. And I am just one one hundredth of this community, literally. And it's the relationships that people have made with other people within that, not with myself, with other members within the community that I brought them all into the same room together is where the power lies of this mastermind. There's so much self-regulation that happens when you put a price on something and a limit. So for 2014, I'm going to sound totally cryptic because I can't really talk about (laughs) what it's called, but I'm part of building an online mastermind community that also is going to have a few live events uh, and throughout the year that's included, uh, you know, in, in the mastermind cost. But let's just say it costs 300 bucks a month. So it's about four grand a year to be a part of it. Okay. 
so, like is the is the mastermind going to make you more than that? It better, right? Is it going to save you a four thousand dollar mistake or make you or give you a four thousand dollar idea? No, no. And actually, it's probably going to save you forty grand and make you fifty grand or something like that. And so it it's a self regulating community because the people go, oh, that's not worth it. They're not members, <laughs> right? Because they didn't want to invest in it. And that's why you have to lean into community communities like you've made. Like if you're passive, you're wasting time, you're wasting money, and actually you're taking up a seat that someone else could take up that's going to be there and contribute, you know? And so I'm, that's the thing I'm most excited about for 2014 is this very small community we're building. And, you know, if you're there, you care because you're paying for a seat. What a conversation, Andy. This has really taken an amazing turn. And I know that Fire Nation is just sitting there taking it all in and being inspired by it and probably refocusing where their direction and their mindsets are at for 2014 and where they need to be more in that producing more in that being part of a community mode and less of just that daily consumption that we can all get so wrapped up into. And we're going to take a minute now, Andy, to thank our sponsors. You hear your phone ringing. After you run over and pick it up, you look at the screen and realize you don't recognize the number. Should you pick it up? What if it's a telemarketer? Ew, you definitely don't want to talk to them. Or maybe it's that new business opportunity you've been waiting to hear back about, but you're not really prepared to pitch at this very second. Yikes, you've got a lot of stressful possibilities to wait on the other end. Don't worry, I've got some good news for you. How about a single solution that can help you with all of this? It's called eVoice. Don't want to ever be caught off guard by a call again? eVoice will transcribe your voicemails and email them straight to you so you can decide when and how to respond. You'll show those telemarketers who's boss. If you want to learn more about eVoice and what it can do for your business, go to eVoice.com, enter FIRE at checkout for $5 off every month forever. That's eVoice.com, promo code FIRE. Do you enjoy consuming audio content? Great offer alert. Audiobooks.com is giving away a free audiobook when you sign up. No strings attached. Audiobooks are one of my favorite things in the entire world because they allow you to listen to great content instantly no matter where you are. All you have to do is download audiobooks to your Apple or Android device for offline listening or stream them instantly. If you're not a fan of listening to audio on your smartphone, you can log into audiobooks.com and stream straight from your PC or tablet too. Audiobooks.com has an extensive library with more than 40,000 titles, including bestsellers, new releases, and all of your business favorites like the 4-Hour Workweek and Art of the Start. They also offer membership benefits like an audiobook every month plus 33% off each additional title you listen to. Why wait? Get your first book for free today by signing up at audiobooks.com slash fire. And this is just a perfect segue to what my favorite part of the interview is, and that's the lightning round. Because <laughs> this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, Andy, and you come back at us, Fire Nation style, with amazing Boom. and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Right. It is a plan. And let me just point out, friends, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point out something that, that uh, John's done here is, you know, great episodes, they go fast, but you get a lot of content in them. And because you do so much preparation, that's why these shows are awesome. Like this is never an accident that his shows are good. Like it's not like that you're this amazingly skilled uh, interviewer. You're good. You're good. But great interviewers prepare. And that's why these interviews are so good. 
because I'm ready and he's ready. Uh, so I just want to remind people, that's why the shows are good. It's not that he got the right people because even with the wrong person with the right questions, you can still get a good interview. I've, got, I've so, had some wrong persons, Andy. <laughs> ah, I will uh, hope that I'm not in that category. Absolutely I'll, look for that, I'll look for that tag on the episode. What does WP mean, <laughs> wrong person? Anyway, so all right. So go lightning round. Boom. Love it. What was holding you back, Andy, from becoming an entrepreneur? Unfortunately, not much because I was selling insurance and I hated it. Um, and like John Acuff says that um, you can find him at johnacuff.com, but he talks about one of the worst jobs is an okay job because you're not miserable enough to quit, right? And so what was holding me back? Not much. I was selling insurance. I hated it. I was actually working for one of my best friends in the world and I still hated it. So I knew it was the job. It wasn't him. Um, we had a son who was one month old uh, and we had $1,000 in the bank and I quit my job, which was not exciting or noble or awesome. It was stupid. And I think by, because, because God is smarter and wanted to take better care of my wife than I did, he took care of us. Uh, but I quit stupid. Like I, I'm fine if people quit their jobs that don't quit stupid like me. I had like one client and a thousand dollars. I love that. Um, and so don't quit stupid, quit smart. So um, what, what was holding me back was not much. I'm a pretty impatient, impulsive person. Um, and again, God took care of us and I connected with some good people and we had uh, a couple credit cards that we carried balances on for a long time. Um, but, you know, the only thing holding me back now is my weaknesses. And so the best part of my success has been I'm learning to manage my weaknesses. What's the best advice you've ever received? So I want this to sound clean, okay? And I'm not going to cuss. <laughs> Thank you. So if you take a job just for the money, then you're basically a prostitute with a computer. Like, if you just do something for the money, then you're just selling yourself. Like, if it's just about the money, right? And so, uh, the best advice I've gotten is you have to, it has to pass what, and again, I'll censor this, Derek Sivers calls it the heck yeah test, but he doesn't say heck. Mm -hmm. So, um, he says if, you, if he doesn't respond with heck yeah when he hears an idea, he doesn't pursue it. You know, he says in anything you want, Derek Sivers, S-I-V-E-R-S, he says, um, if, if, if you want to build a business, build a utopia because it's your business. Why are you doing things other, the way they sh quote unquote should be done? Just build a utopia. You know, that's what Tim, that's why people love Tim Ferriss. He, he lives this utopian life of four hour work week and blah, 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 blah. You can do that too. So the best business advice I've gotten is it can't be about the money. You have to go and build a utopia and you do that by saying, does this pass the heck yeah test? Now, early on, I couldn't afford to do that. I had to just take jobs. But you need to be moving towards that utopian business. Andy, can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? Yes. I am honest about what's hard in my life, my, about my work and my marriage and my parenting. So I'm honest about my failures and what's hard, but I'm also very honest about my skills. So people are usually usually pretty good about saying, I'm not good at this. But where they get all apologetic is about what they're good at, which is ridiculous to me. Like, I'm really good at some things, John. So are you. Like, I'm really, I'm the best in the world at a couple things that, you know, intersect. And I think Julian Smith talks about like, you know, like, I'm not the best podcaster in the world, but I'm probably the best podcaster in the world when it comes to hosting a show that has something to do about faith Christian faith that where I'm not the, I'm not the main person, there's someone else is. And so 
that's a weird intersection of sort of three circles. You're the best in the world at something, John. And so uh, the personal habit that I have that leads to my success is I'm honest about my failures, but I'm also honest about what I'm really good at because I think I've been given talents. And if anyone's familiar with strength finders, uh, strengths are simply talents you've been given, I believe by God, you've been given that you then put some time into. So we're all born with talents and then you put some time and they become strengths. And that's why your business is successful, John, because you took talent, which was given to you, you were born with it, and then you added some time, you invested in it, and now they're strengths. So you're strong at some things. So that's a personal habit that I have is I'm, I know what I'm not good at and I'm honest about it. And so people don't expect me to be good at it, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then I tell people what I'm good at and then I deliver. I get paid for that. Those are great insights, Andy, and so true on every level. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? All right. And this is this might be like a sixth grade love because you know you're like you're in love with a girl for yes. like two days. Okay. So it might be sixth grade. I don't know. Because literally in the last 48 hours, I heard about this tool, but I already signed up and gave them 100 bucks. It's called Zoom.us. And Zoom is basically this. It's a new tool for video chatting and screen sharing with up to 25 people. So you can have up to 25 people that you have a, a, a Zoom call with. And they're announcing a larger capacity soon. So sort of like, sort of becomes a webinar, but it's a little limited. But here, here's the thing. It's crazy affordable. It's like 10 bucks a month right now. And I went to go sign up for that. And it said order $100 for the year, which is eight bucks and 30 cents uh, a month. And so I was like, sure, g- give them a hundred bucks. So for that, um, you know, I get to use it for teaching, mastermind meetings, uh, and just other meetings with clients. Because number one, it doesn't require me to be signed into Google Plus and user interface, which is fine and good, but it's too much a lot of times if I want to just have a quick meeting. It has a lot more functionality than Skype with screen sharing, annotations, video, face-to-face. It has more capabilities than Join.me, another service I love, Join.me, but that's just screen sharing, no video. Um, And it's much more affordable than GoToWebinar. So I'm not an affiliate yet. Um, If I am, go to takepermission.com slash Zoom someday, and maybe I'll be an affiliate. In the meantime, zoom.us uh, some guy that used to be one of the, like the fifth employee at webex um you know he he started zoom and i love it it's a, it's i'm using it all the time uh incorporates really well with google calendar and um and google im so zoom.us and if it folds in four months i'm sorry but <laughs> for now i'm in love with it and it's a sixth grade love. I love that explanation. Sixth grade love, yeah. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and all this greatness that we're chatting about here today at eofire.com slash Andy Traub. Andy, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? This is, I guarantee you no one has mentioned this book. Uh, <laughs> and it's called When Work and Family Collide, Keeping Your Job from Cheating Your Family. And this is a book by a guy named Andy Stanley, uh, and uh, it used to be called Choosing to Cheat. And basically the premise is that you, you are going to either cheat on your work or cheat on your family. And he says, cheat on your work. And um, so as a Christian and an entrepreneur, I experience this tension, John, okay, like every day to provide for my family and do the work that I love because right. I love the work I do but also make time for my family. Example, Thanksgiving break, like we just talked about. Like, I love my kids, but I want to go work. So how do, you, how do you do that balance? This book helped me understand how to overcome the tension, that tension by putting specific guidelines in my life. So the best time to make a decision, a tough decision, is not when you're in the moment. It's well before, right? So 
I know when I'm going to stop working every day, which is four o'clock. So I know that we're, we we're not going to have this, this appointment after four o'clock. I just sent a proposal to a client uh, to host a podcast. And I said in the proposal, all shows will be recorded between 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. Central Time. Why? Because I don't work past four o'clock. That's what this book helped me. And I, one of the scariest questions I ever asked my wife, the first scariest question is, will you marry me? The second scariest question was this one. When, what would your ideal day look like when it comes to me and my work? That is a scary question to ask your wife because she could have said, like she did, she said, I would love for you to not work on Fridays. And I was like, oh, Lord, no. She said, <laughs> or if you come home every day by four o'clock. And I said, sold. She said, you can get up and go in as early as you want, but I want you home every day by four because by four o'clock, my house is falling apart. My kids are, you know, uh, they become cannibals. They're beating each other, you know, um, and, and my wife's locked in the closet crying. You know what I mean? Because it's just hard. <laughs> what right? a visualization. Um, but I know that my business is better than it's ever been and my marriage is better than it's ever been because I put these boundaries in place. So when work and family collide by Andy Stanley, it helps you give helps give you language and then a system. And whether you're self-employed or you work for someone, it will help you keep your family intact, which I'm very passionate about. Um, because if you love your work more than your and your Twitter followers and your clients more than your family, I think you're a bum. Um, and so it helps you keep your family intact, but also, like, like I said, my business has never been better. Andy, I'm a big believer in that, and specifically in Parkinson's law of tasks will expand to the time that you allot them. If you allot seven to four as your work hours, I guarantee you get as much done in those hours as you would if it was seven to seven, because that's how we operate as humans. And you get all that stuff done in that time frame because you know you have to. Those boundaries are set. And Andy, this next question is the last question of the lightning round, but it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? So I don't know if you ever watched Jay Leno or Jimmy Fallon or whatever, but all the questions they ask those people, like none of that is spur of the moment, like very rarely. It's all, it's all practiced, Okay. So you and I have not practiced this. No. <laughs> and I'm probably going to give the lamest answer you ever heard to this question, okay? Yes. Because I seriously, I thought through. I mean, I, I have the Evernote in, in front of me. I have a note in front of me, and I have, I've written out my ideas, my answers for all these things. But this one, it I literally, well, I'll, just re, I'll, I'll read you a little bit of what I, some of my thoughts. So first of all, is if you said, but all you have is a laptop and $500. First, if it's a PC, I would throw it away. And I take the $500 and I go buy a Mac on Craigslist because I'm that much of a snob, okay? So secondly is that I really love my wife and my kids. And I seriously sat here. I, I sat for probably 15 minutes, literally just thinking. And I don't know the last time I sat for 15 minutes and just thought about the answer to one question. But I sat there and I tried to imagine for 15 minutes what my life would be like without my kids and my wife. And I could, my brain was like, it just couldn't do that. It was like jumping off a bridge when you want to live. And I was like, I just can't go there. So um, I don't want to end on like the lamest answer ever to this question. <laughs> but like, I just go, I don't, no thanks, John. I'm going to pass. I'm going to like plead the fifth on this question because I just don't picture my life without, now if I get to bring them along, then, you know, there's lots of things we might do. 
Um, we don't live in South Dakota. That's one of them. Um, <laughs> but my family is the most important thing in my life. And I know that I could work at Pizza Hut and be happy if I had my family with me. So um, again, the worst answer ever uh, out of how many episodes have you done now? Hundreds? 455. Yeah. So I am the best at the worst in that area. <laughs> but uh, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't come up with a life different than I have now because I got my wife, Sarah, Samuel, Caroline, and Lucy. And uh, I, even in the pretend world, I'm not giving them up. Andy, I know a ton of people are going to resonate incredibly well with that answer. And man, have I enjoyed hearing your journey and just hearing you divulge these words of wisdom upon Fire Nation. And for that, I thank you. And so let's just finish with one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, go to takepermission.com. And I really love to uh, talk to people on Twitter because I talk too much and it only gives me 140 characters. <laughs> so it limits me from being a loud mouth. Uh, so yeah, you can follow me at Andy Traub. It's A-N-D-Y-T-R-A-U-B. But yeah, takepermission.com is the best place to go and um, check out my stuff. And um, thank you sincerely for this opportunity. I'm, I'm very humbled to be a part of it. And I hope that I helped uh, some people's businesses, uh, families, marriages, parenting, and uh, I hope I uh, was a blessing to the, to the uh, Fire Nation. Andy, I just want to thank you for being so generous with your time, your experience, your expertise. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation, are you ready to take action but not sure where to start? That can definitely be frustrating. That's why we created the Fire Pass series, an in-depth weekly email delivered straight to your inbox. In the FirePass series, we walk through every detail of starting your business. This is a journey where your passion and our guidance unite. If you're ready for the FirePath, visit thefirepath.com to sign up today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 